0: Good morning and welcome back to Nach Yomi. Today we're going to be learning the 14th parak of Sefer Shoftim. We've met the parents of Shimshon. Now we are meeting Shimshon himself. The next uh, few um, chapters are going to be a discussion, an in-depth discussion of Sh- Shimshon himself. It's going to be very um, we're going to go up and down when we see Shimshon. There's going to be a roller of emotion where we are so proud of him, and we're sort of also distance ourselves from him. And we're going to see the people at his time had the same sort of roller of emotions when they looked at Shimshon. It's very complicated. Here's how it starts. The first thing we're already told about him as an adult, but to, besides the general facts that he is that Hashem's Ruach um, re- resides upon him, um, we're told that he goes down to Timnah. Um, and uh, he, he sees a Philistine girl, and he goes up and tells his parents that he wants to marry her. Now, just, just to be clear, um, we, if we're going to follow this word, Vayered, then he goes down. It's going to be a word which appears again and again in this Peric. He goes down, he goes down, he goes down. Of course, moving from the mountains down to the coastal plain of Gaza is, a, is actually descending to sea level. But it's also a spiritual decline which is being expressed over here. It is fascinating that Timnah is also the place um, that Yehuda in Parshas Sveyeshev goes down to, to, uh, to and marries Tamar. There's some sort of parallel here um, later on of Shimshon, who's from the tribe of Don, going down to Timnah and marrying this, um, this other woman. It sounds like th- there is a debate in the Mforashim if she converts or not. Most of the assume that she must have converted, that's what he wanted. But nonetheless, the parents still say to, say to him, Shimshon, Bubula. Aren't there any good Jewish girls? Israelite girls you can find But he says, No, this is she's the one I want to um, that I want to marry. He, Yashua and, Ena, she's the one I want to marry. Okay. So they they they, they don't they, they didn't actually realize that Hashem was trying to was orchestrating what was going on over here. And um, they go along with him. They start, They move down to sort of work out the wedding celebrations. As they're moving down towards Timna, um, they, they they apparently they're separated um, at the, the the at the vineyards on the outskirts of Timna. Um, um, Shimshon is found by himself and he's attacked by a young uh, a young lion's uh, or a young lion which attacks him. And he uh, he the the spirit of Hashem. Descends upon uh, Shimshon and he immediately rips him into into pieces without any weapon, and he doesn't even tell anybody that he just killed this lion. Um, they they meet in Timnon. In the meantime, and he and he says this is this is her, and um, and they, they make the wedding arrangements. In the meantime, as Shimshon re- 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 passes by that area outside the vineyard, again he notices the the he notices in the carcass of this lion is growing a beehive, and there's beautiful honey being being produced there. And he takes the honey back and he feeds it to his parents. But again, he doesn't tell us. Um, he doesn't tell anybody that it came from this um, from the from the lion itself. Um, the the story continues that um, they make the arrangements for um, for the wedding and they and they make a, a party which is um, after the wedding. And at this party, Shimshon says to the young men, obviously Philistine men. He says, "You know, let's play a game. Um, I'm going to give you a riddle. If you work out the riddle by the end of the seven days of celebrating." Then, um, then I'm going to have to pay you thirty um, sheets and thirty changes of garments, which obviously is a, you know, very expensive, you know, deal. You know, that's we not to, even today. Thirty changes of garments is not something to scoff at, and um, certainly in those days. And he says, and if you don't guess it, then you owe it to me. And I said, okay, sure. So what's what's the riddle? So he says the following. Listen to listen to his his, his words. He says, from the food leaves, from the, the, the eater leaves food, and from the, the strong leaves sweetness. Now obviously he's referring to the lion that he killed, which was the eater, which has food now coming out of it, and from that which was, was, which was strong, which was the lion, is now coming out something sweet. That's what he meant. But they have no idea what they, he's talking about. He says you should go find find the riddle. And so for three days they're racking their brains, they have no idea. And then they decide, you know what, we're gonna, there's a simpler way to get the solution. So they turn to the... The, his wife, his newly wedded wife, we don't know her name, and they say uh, seduce her husband to tell, to tell us the riddle. The riddle. Um, and context is, if you don't, we're going to burn down your house um, and your, father, your father's, uh, your, your father's uh, inheritance. Oh, wow, okay. So she cries to him and cries and begs and cries, and uh, he says, I haven't told my parents, why should I tell you? And she, cause she, bears, she says, you hate me, you don't love me. And, uh, and finally, he breaks down, the, on the seventh day, he tells her the story. And... Um, so comes the deadline, end of the feast, and the, bo- the young men come back to them and, to Shimshon and say, you know, we're just thinking, we're just thinking, You know, what could be sweeter than honey and stronger than a lion? You know, as if they're like, you know, just, just thought of it right then on the, you know, the philosopher's rock. And um, so Shimshon says, the only reason why you know this is because you, he says, you plowed with my, my calf, meaning to say you used, you used my wife. And, um, and the, the Ruach of Hashem succeeds upon uh, on, on him, he runs to Ashkelon, which is one of the strongholds of the Philistines, again somewhat near the, the Gaza area even today, and he kills 30 people, 30 Philistines, takes their clothes and returns them to the, to the people who told him the, the riddle, and then returns to his father's house and his wife marries somebody else. Very strange story. The whole thing is, is strange on all levels. Just a few things to concentrate on when we're looking at this. is Number one, what is, Gidon do, uh, what is Shimshon doing by himself when the lion attacks him? Wasn't he walking down with his parents to Timnah? So the, the Malvin points out an interesting thing is that the reason why he was by himself was because he was next to a vineyard. And we, as the Gemara says, That we, we say, go around the vineyard. Don't even go through a vineyard. Don't go through where the grapes are. So here you have an interesting thing. Here you have um, Mishimshon, who is a Nazir, who's so concerned not even to walk through a vineyard, but he's going to marry a Philistine girl. Like, it, it's, it, there's, there's something a little strange about this whole story. We have to ask ourselves, and we're going to have to concentrate on this, not today, but God willing, when we finish the Shimshon story, what's, what's he doing? Why is he doing this? But it's very strange. So he's t- taking this extra caution over here not to go into the vineyard, which is why he meets this, this lion, and um, in the meantime, he's going to marry this Philistine girl. Now, when we focus on this riddle that he gives them, you know, I don't know, but generally when, when you're given a riddle, a real, you, you, there's some way you can work it out, right? Meaning, there's, there has to be some logical, you, you know, format. There has to be something you can you 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 can internally resolve. He's giving them something impossible. So, the, the Mafarshon debate: what was really going on over here? And so, um, the, uh, the Mamloayer says yes. He was asking them an impossible riddle because he was looking for a way to create a fight. He was looking to create some sort of discord over here, which is what he got. Whereas Malbim says, no, no, no. If you read the words carefully, he actually gave them the answer. He says, he says, search for this and find the answer. He wasn't saying, think about it. He says, walk around the town and you'll find the answer. And they didn't do that. They didn't get his, they didn't pick up his hint. So was it answerable a debate as to what it was answerable? When, when he gets angry at the end, it's interesting. You know, how founded was his anger? So he, we, the, the way he describes the way that they used his wife And the fact that she marries somebody else afterwards gives us the indication that maybe it wasn't just that they they asked... Um, a favor from her and but that there was there was a really adultery going on over here as well And that's what he suspected and that was clear what happened because she married one of the boys at the feast afterwards So clearly there was there was more than just um, you know breaking of a secret here It was there was a the breaking of a relationship which has sort of led him to this angry cycle now What we're going to see which is interesting about Shimshon is that if you were to ask anybody Including the Philistine newspapers at the time is Shimshon justified in doing this they would say yeah Well look the guy's angry, you know that the, the, the trust is broken Broken, marriage is broken. We understand, you know, it's not a nice thing to do, to go and do this, but we can understand where he's coming from. What's fascinating to us is from the inside perspective, we're being told by Tanakh, by Ruach Hashem, that this was in fact a God-ordained moment. This is almost his leadership as a Shafate is involved in this. So there's two perspectives. On the one hand, he is doing something godly by protecting Israel and, and killing Philistines. But on the other hand, from their side, they understand, They think about it as something, well, yeah, we understand, you know, he's angry. We're going to see the reprisal, but we're going to see it's interesting that everything he does is going to be very personal. Everything he's going to do is very much about relationships, is very much about his own personal vendetta. And we get to think about how this leadership style and model of Shimshon is going to differ from all the previous Shoftim and why that is so. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day.